Welcome to the We Rock DM Podcast, your source for all things digital marketing. Join hosts Daniel Bissett and Tricia Olberg as they explore the latest trends and share their expertise on how to succeed in the digital age. Tune in for expert advice on search engine optimization, social media marketing, and content strategy. We make kick-ass stuff kick-ass. So join us and learn how to rock your digital marketing game. Hello and uh, welcome back to We Rock DM Amplified, where we equip you with the strategies and insights you need to rock your digital marketing world. I'm Daniel Bissett, and with me is my co-host Trisha Elizabeth Olberg. We have a treat for you today. Our guest is none other than Taylor Rudd, Director of Marketing at Commit Consulting, a brand that just went through an exciting rebranding transition. <clears throat> but Taylor is not your average marketer. He's a hybrid professional with a background in cinematography and production, operating at the crossroads of creativity and technical proficiency. Taylor brings a unique blend of skills to the table, making him a dual threat in both strategy and execution. Today, we're diving deep into how to produce compelling content, what the rebranding process is like, how to juggle multiple roles in today's fast-paced digital environment. So grab a notepad. You're going to want to take notes for this one. Let's get started and rock your digital marketing world. Taylor, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Um, it's great to see your face again. <laughs> uh, but for those of you that, that don't, uh, the listeners that don't already have um, the background knowledge of how we are all interconnected, Taylor, I'd like you to uh, first kind of tell us your story. Yeah. Who are you? Where do you come from? And how did you get here? Well, um, that's a great question. Uh, it's still being written. <laughs> but uh, how we got here today um, is not where I expected to be. Um, and, you know, sometimes the the unknown, that, that's the more exciting stuff. Um, I started out you know, my career and photography uh, started in the dark room when I was a teenager, and that slowly transitioned over into film school and adding motion to images. And then from, you know, after college, I kicked off a 13, 14 year career um, as a cinematographer, as a TV producer um, in a really cool, you know, multifaceted role where I was kind of doing a little bit of everything. I was doing creative I was running a business. I was managing people for, you know, dozens and dozens of contractors and full-time. We were making TV shows. Um, it was a like a dream job, you know, in a really tough industry. And I also have a family. So I was kind of like proving that I could do it all. Um, and it was great. You know, it was a dream job. And then as time moves on, you know, maybe your dreams change a little bit. And I kind of found myself... Mm -hmm loving loving the work and sometimes the idea of the work more than the execution especially when the product started kind of going a bit downhill um it's like the process is great everything behind the scenes are great the people are great um but it started you know becoming obvious that it was time for a change and then the pandemic hits <laughs> and so that brought uh, my whole world to a screeching halt and i was lucky to still have a job but i had 60 contractors on the bench i had Full-timers I had to lay off. We couldn't move product or deliver shows. 
And things got pretty imminent, you know, where it's like, all right, I've been dreaming of a change and I had no idea what kind of career could encapsulate all these different kind of pillars, um, these strengths that I think I have that I really enjoy doing. Um, I'll cut the long, the long part of the story short, which is I had a personal connection that got me into not marketing at all. Um, it was actually, you know, HR software consulting was kind of my stepping stone toward marketing. And I started doing this thing. I started working for a, a you know, a, a small consulting firm. We were working with HR software. And as I was learning this thing, as, you know, someone with a, a third kid on the way and have having previously been an expert in an entire industry, I was like, I... I don't know that I want to be an expert in this exact thing. I don't know that I love uh, HR software enough to really devote my skill set to like building that out as someone that was in my mid thirties. And slowly over time, this small firm that I was working with, you know, needed more assets. They needed help with design. No one understood color theory. Um, a bunch of my beloved peers were making terrible decks, and they were putting out terrible content, and they aren't the best writers. And um, I found myself getting more involved in this. And then of course, bringing in the video side of that, we started making um, videos on very niche topics in the HR world. And the videos were great, but I realized that um, I had a really big blind spot, which is we were making fantastic content. Um, we had some really you know, A-level players in terms of knowledge in this world and no one was seeing it. Like I, the blind spot was, there's no delivery system here. There's no tracking. There's no analytics. There's, you know, my goal was to build an ecosystem. And I realized I had a, a, a gaping hole in my skill set, which was um, kind of like marketing 101, right? I could do, I could do the really hard stuff. I could make really, you know, using a scrappy budget, make stuff look really good and tell a good story, but no one was seeing it. And so that's when I started looking for a mentor um, looking for an authority, um, looking for someone who could fast track my uh, ability to become an expert in something again. And, you know, I had years and years and years to do that in the film world. And I you know, amazing mentors from Sports Illustrated photographers to the best cinematographers in the business to producers. And I didn't have that for marketing. And so luckily, uh, I started getting fed some ads on LinkedIn for a, a boot camp um, offered through UT. Um, an, an online boot camp, and I was like, "All right, well, I have a full time career, got third kid on the way, uh, and I and I want this to work. This is I'm curious about this thing." So I managed to go a little behind the scenes and get Daniel's personal number and give him a call and just like say, "Hey, what is this thing? Tell me about it. And what's the commitment? What am I going to walk away learning? And do you think someone in my life position?" can do this as a single income family. There's a lot of pressure there. And Daniel, you know, as a, as a, as a very, well, you didn't have a lot of words, Daniel. You, uh, you just said, yeah, you got it. Join us. And my employer has an imagination and he believed in me and he, he helped pay for the course. And my wife took an extreme amount of sacrifice of helping out with all family duties when I was in night classes and on weekends. And for six months, you know, we as a family made a huge time sacrifice um, to make this thing happen. And uh, it's been, uh, it's been life changing. Yeah. 
So that's how we kind of got here today. But like I said, the story is still being written, but maybe I should stop talking. Well, no, I mean, your your story is fascinating. There, There's a lot that I want to unpack, but there's still some yet to be told. After the course, you, you, you got... You got ballsy, Taylor. I was kind of <laughs> in the course, actually. But you you decided, you know what? I can do something that we were only just barely taught how to do in the class. And you rebuilt the entire website of your company, right? Um, that is true, yeah. And, and then what? What else did you do? I mean... Since then, y'all rebranded and you rebuilt again. I mean, your your story's only halfway done, Taylor. So, okay, what else? Um, yeah. So, you know, in 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 addition to going through the boot camp and um, learning, just like again, like the very basics of marketing, stuff is like as simple as like UTM tracking. I just I didn't know how to discover that on my own. Um, you know, SEO. We turned talked about all that kind of stuff. And right before I had hopped on with this small consulting firm in um, the middle of 2020, they had gone through a rebrand that that predated me. They hired an agency that delivered a lot of you know assets, anything from like PowerPoint deck templates to business cards to a, a branding guide and to a website. Um, and you know this was tens of thousands of dollars of of, of agency work, and like the colors didn't make sense. Um, so I redid the branding guide from the agency, um, the website, we didn't have a strategy, right? We didn't have a marketing strategy. There was no one in marketing. This was just a bunch of really smart expert level consultants in a very niche HR software, like running a business and they were doing a great job, but there was only so much time they could devote to even think about marketing because they're just, they're just trying to, you know, make good on, on contracts. Um, so I, as I was going through the marketing course, you know, learning marketing 101, but also um, learning WordPress was monumental because as I started, our website was based on WordPress. And as I started going through it and trying to do more than just post a new blog article, I was running into some major roadblocks, stuff that I didn't know how to do. They were using custom themes. Um, I don't know what they used to build it. It was, it was very complex. And the agency had kind of like ditched us, kind of moved on. They were going through their own struggles and they just weren't there to support us. And I tried hiring WordPress developers to come in and like, hey, I just want to hire you to do this thing. And they would look at the website and either ghost me um, or just say like, I'm sorry, like you're just, you're out of luck. You know, you need to go back to whoever made this because it's too complex. Um, so coming off the end of, of the, well, I do want to speak to the the boot camp. Um, one thing that was amazingly advantageous there is that we got to talk about something on a on a Monday night, you know, a new concept, a new piece, you know, a new tracking mechanism, whatever. And on Tuesday morning, I got to go to work and do it. So in a really weird way, I already kind of had the job that I was going back to learn how to do. That is a that's never going to happen again, you know. Like there's always an element of learning on the job, but it was the perfect intersection of you know, I had a leader who believed in me, was willing to invest in me, and we had the use case, an immediate use case. So every day after class, I'd be implementing what I learned the night before and testing it 
and um, coming back to class the next time and just asking as many questions like, hey, I ran into this roadblock. Okay, I have this fork in the road. You know, what should I do? And so I was, I'm a bit of an opportunist. And so I was really able to, uh, to leverage the knowledge of Daniel and Trisha and the TAs and my, and the other co rest of the cohort to kind of, kind of like springboard me, um, into, into success. Yeah. Um, so we have this website and it's bloated, it's slow, it's terrible, and no one's going to touch it. And so on the heels, well, no, actually maybe about two thirds of the way through the class, um, I decided, you know, Hey, I want to do, I want to, I want to wipe it all away. I want to blow it all away. I want to start fresh. I want to do it on the, the platform that we learned, um, as part of this boot camp that Daniel and Trisha taught. And my boss said, okay, whatever you think. Again, like having someone champion you is, is I've, <laughs> I had never had that before. I, I'm indebted yeah. to that leader for the rest of my life. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, so we did it and took a month and a half, two months to redo everything. And this was including all stakeholders to redo the copy, to really architect it in a way that um, made sense, which is really hard in a B2B service industry when it's such a wide audience that we serve, which I'll dive into that later. Um, but we did it. We didn't have a huge marketing budget, you know, um, we can't pay for ads The ads are kind of worthless in our world anyway. They don't really convert fast. Um, and so we were just relying on a fast website that made sense and can rank really highly. So using tools like uh, SEM rush, um, running a lot of SEO uh, reports and audits, we found keywords that we wanted to, to win over. And all of a sudden we were beating out uh, companies that were 10 times our size just because I mean, very basic um, strategy, but no one else was doing it. You know, no one else was really focusing on marketing in our industry. And so we rose to the top and all of a sudden the website became, instead of being a, a source of validation that, Hey, we are who we say we are. It became a major uh, generator of revenue. We had wow. more opportunities coming into the website um, that just compounded. And that's, that's still the case today. Um, so it's, it's gone from like, hey, marketing is a nice to have to make things look pretty and make things look legit to creating actual sales opportunities, um, which is, you know, kind of what you need in the B2B world. Yeah. And it, it, you know, it seems like that all actually happened much faster than we told you it was likely to happen in class, right? Yeah. <laughs> like your, your rankings um, were dramatic in a relatively short space of time. Oh, totally. And it's funny. I mean, I value is a, is a funny thing to think about, you know, the value of something because in my previous career, we're making TV shows for millions of people to see around the world. And that's a huge lift. It's a lot of overhead. It is so much coordination. I, I don't know if I can express like the, the, scale at which we're operating you know it's not just like somebody with a camera then going and editing in their bedroom i mean we have a team of over 100 production people and a team of over 100 post people delivering you know very large monetary contracts to networks and then going from that to being like uh yeah this blog post is really gonna stick the landing and out of the <laughs> 300 people that might read it this year it's actually gonna 
it's actually going to eventually generate a bunch of money um, because it contributes to the sales cycle. And, you know, we don't need every contract. We just, we just need the next contract and it just kept working. Yeah. So you said that when you called, um, when you called me before taking the class, uh, Taylor, you're the only person who's ever called me before signing up for that class. It'd be like, should I take the class? Yeah, I don't know, dude. Sure, of course you should. It's a good damn class, but <laughs> you did catch me off guard. I didn't, I didn't guard realize that had happened. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, I, I think I had forgotten that it happened. Um, but I'm I'm damn glad that you took the class. Um, and it I, I do think I was right. It did work for you. Uh but kudos to you because you you graphed it. Um your your wife actually did the grafting. No, my you wife just you just the MVP. played. Yeah. Right. hundred uh, percent. She took she took the she took the biggest hit um for the family. But I think that that was a strategy that seems to have played off, paid off for the both of you. Yeah. Um, so kudos to the both of you, really. Thanks. Uh, so you, um, you're with this company still, which that's great. And you did kind of build your own department. <laughs> uh, recently, you reached out to me um, with some questions about SEO and rebranding. And um, I, I recommend it. Spend some more time, Taylor, and, and take copious notes and get your data because I want to know what happened. Um, I don't know if you actually had time to keep track of, of the data points, but can you tell us about that process of, of the rebrand? Uh, what were, yeah. the, what, what were your, your scare points? Like, what were you worried about most? Um, what strategies and tactics did you end up implementing to accommodate for some of those fears and what's the outcome? Okay. So I need far. to write this down. What scared me? What? Mm -hmm. I, I'm what scared you? What did you do? What did, what did you do? do? And what happened in the end? Perfect. Um, all right. Well, the end is not here yet, but, uh, I think okay. so. And, and without getting too much into the to the business side of things, you know, it was like a, a rebrand sort of acquisition, sort of merger, sort of new, you know, some introducing some new, like real, like a level talent at the top. So there's a lot of things going on. And I think, you know, marketing is at the forefront of of that process. And also there's just some very natural, I don't want to say collateral damage, but it's like implication. There's a lot of implication where it's like, oh, all we're doing is changing the logo and some colors. And yes, like, right, that's just work. Um, but we had created an entire ecosystem. We had created a massive amount of um, uh, assets you could download um, that were very popular that were all branded, they were all tracked, it was all automated through our CRM, um, you know, forms integrated on the website, kicking off to the CRM that triggers the automation for the email for all, all this stuff. And, you know, it's a pretty, it's a pretty deep web um, that, that we had built. Um, so that's going on in the back of my mind. Also, anytime you're dealing with any kind of like, 
merger, acquisition, anything like the rebrand is what you see, but there's just a lot of going on behind the scenes. And so I was also like, okay, pretty sure I got a job, you know, pretty sure that like we're good, but I've got some new, you know, there's some new leaders that I now. New stakeholders. Yeah. New stakeholders, you know, at the top. And, and they've been, they've known about this for a lot longer than I have. So they've got a lot of ideas and which are great ideas. Um, They've got a lot of stuff that they brought to the table because they already came with some logos and some basic branding and some of it. I, uh, I had to make some pretty bold choices early on where it's like, look, this just isn't going to work. This logo is not good. And that's hard when someone's like, I'm, you know, you're reporting to me now. And and this is all very kind and cordial, but it's like, you know, how do you develop trust? Well, in this case, it had to be fast. Yeah. Um, so it's like, all right, well, we're going to, you know, we got to torch this and you got to, yeah, we can do a trust fall right here or whatever we got to do. But like, if you say you trust me, this is, this is one thing that, um, that we really got to talk about. And he, again, it's, it's amazing to have leaders who trust you. And people can talk all day long, but it, you know, it's, it's the actions that they take that show that. And so he said, all right, go for it. And he had a bunch of other designs that he had sort of thrown away. And we found one really fast that, um, that just worked out. It was funny. Cause I had already started like making this logo in my mind. And then he had already had the work done, you know, on some other mock-ups. I'm like, Oh, that, that one, that's the one that I had. A, that's, that's one that I thought about over breakfast and you already had it made. So that was fast and accelerated. And we had about two weeks to rebrand everything and rework everything wow. and re-architect everything. <laughs> um, it was hard and stressful and we got it done and we're still optimizing. So you have to make me a promise that you're not going to go run lighthouse on my website because it's not pretty yet. <laughs> <laughs> but the strategy also, oh, yeah. oh. you know, like I, I go ahead, Trisha. I, tell, I say that to Daniel all the time. I'm like, don't lighthouse me yet. Don't lighthouse me. I know you want to. Don't do it. Don't let great get in the way of good um, enough. <laughs> <laughs> I love what you said about having leaders that trust you to do. I mean, they're trusting you to do your job. That, especially with a timeline like that, that was, that's so important um, and is rare to find. And um, I just wanted to say, Taylor, you are an example of someone who um, took your, your life circumstances, sometimes, you know, life chooses for us, um, in, you know, with careers or life, anything in life. Um, and you took that as an opportunity. You made it, it turned it into an opportunity to change directions. So sometimes that's the way it works, right? Life makes us go over here. And rather than pushing against that, you kind of embraced it and you, you ended up, you know, going to this new field that you're excelling at. I mean, you're doing so well. Yeah, I putting, just wanted to say really quick that I just really proud of you. <laughs> putting putting myself Thanks. in your shoes, Taylor. Um, not having been successful in multimedia, uh, like like you were, uh, I can only imagine how um, depressing it could have been for you to go from this incredibly successful space and role and and confidence 
into something really unknown and not really in your field and maybe nothing against HR and what have you, maybe a little uninspiring, you know? Um, I think that 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 could have been very easy to, to fall into a space of discontent. Um, and from your story that I don't hear that at all. How in oh, the world I, did I you Oh, I present not... really well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you kidding? I mean, it's all there, right? Yeah. Like behind the bravado is, yeah. is total imposter syndrome. Um, some days it's mm -hmm. like, I don't want to touch this freaking deck. The last thing I want to do is worry about this thing. I mean, dude, it's all there. Um, yeah. And I still think that there's a process of grieving, you know, previous career and kind of these expired dreams that you, you know, everyone needs to go through, but it just takes time, especially when, you know, as a parent and as a, as a leader and, and as a human, like, man, that's, you can't necessarily just carve out that time and make it happen. Like that is a process. Um, yeah. So, you know, I appreciate that. I appreciate the accolade, but it comes with some, you know, whatever we're, we're all figuring it out. Um, and it's, it still can be day by day. And, you know, when you're looking through analytics, you're like, is this really, uh, am I valuing, am I, am I placing value on myself with these numbers? Or am I just, you know, it's, it's hard to sort of have that objective approach to data where it's like, oh man, my idea didn't work and the numbers are reflecting this or, um, you know, I'm just not excited about this thing. And I think that there's always a little bit of a, of a rush when you are like, when you deliver something and you push it out in the world and it does well, that is, that feels so good. And you definitely have to build up a callus when you put in all that same work and you ship it out and it doesn't do well, whatever doing well means. Right. I, yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's a different metric. And I feel like my, the, the value that I place on those metrics changes every day. Um, an analogy I used to tell, and I guess I still do because I'll tell it now, is, you know, when you're talking about films, um, no matter if the film is good or bad or well-received, critically acclaimed, or a total flop, everyone who worked on it put in, from a crew side, right? Maybe not like producers and directors, but from a crew side, they put in the same amount of effort. They showed up and they did their craft to the best of their abilities on that day they rolled with it and the show went on and it got made and it got delivered. And, you know, as, as the TV show product that we made started, you know, kind of getting less and less inspiring, but the same amount of passion and effort went into it. I kind of had to go into a good place there where it's like, this is about the people, right? This is about what we're doing as a team. Um, and I think there's probably some parallel you can draw to marketing and business development and sales where it's like, if the deal goes through or not, like you've got a good team with you and you're, you just kind of got to be a little bit of a goldfish, you know, um, and, and approach it new. Um, also like we've had the case where, and this is more on the sales side of things, which I'm also involved in, um, to a certain degree, but it's like, you can totally bomb a meeting and then an opportunity goes away, but I've had it before where then the opportunity comes back three months later because they, even though you bombed it no one else nailed it either. And they want a second go. Um, so there's redemption, yeah. you know, in some of these cases, but, uh, back to your original point, you know, uh, not every day is smooth 
you know, either with how you're feeling about the job you're doing or the job you're actually doing or how others feel about the job that you're doing. Um, but you just, I think as you get older, you start to realize, you know, it's, it's the sum of all these parts versus just like what's happening right now. So you're, you're working in digital marketing, but you're really working in like lots of different spaces. You know, you are, you are the kind of freelancer, digital marketing freelancer that's working for a proper company. Because, <laughs> you know, freelancers often tout themselves as the, the one-stop shop, you know? Oh, yeah, I can, I can do anything you want. Um, but that's, that's rarely the case. So what, what do you think being able to like, look at all of the different things that you have done in the last, how long has it been since you took the class? A year and a half, two years? Uh, my, my son was born right in the middle of the class and he'll be two at the end of the year. Whatever that, whatever that math right. is. Sorry, didn't sleep yeah. well last night. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. So in the last two years, um, what, what two or three aspects of digital marketing, um, have had the most meaningful impact on y'all's business? Um talking about well I, I think what's you know I, and i i have watched a few or listened to a few podcasts and watched a few of the live streams and i think one thing that is worth mentioning is that b2b is totally different than b2c um yeah. the sales cycle is longer you can't add it to a cart it you have to get on the phone to talk about whatever it is you're trying to sell it's a relational thing um so there's two things that I'm going to jot down. Um, there's a, there's a guy who, you know, talking about like, I'm new to this thing. I need to know like, who's my North star, you know? And for like digital marketing 101, you and Trisha are my North stars where it's like, all right, I know you guys have a really great approach. And you, while you have your specialties, like you have a, still have a generalist mindset, which is what I needed to sort of quickly mm -hmm. rise up to do a little bit of everything. Um, and then when I got more into the, you know, realized like, oh, I'm firmly B2B, promotions don't work. Newsletters are more about like, you know, internal sales now than it is um, con conversion. Well, whatever. I won't talk about that channel yet. Um, I started following a guy named Dave Gerhart um, and he has some B2B success with some startups, Silicon Valley. He runs a, a B2B marketing community now. I think his slogan is, you know, because no one goes to school for B2B marketing. And one thing that he said that that resonated with me early on and aligned with my instincts, but I didn't have validation, was that B2B marketing is basically running a media company. Because you need to push out content. You need to be the authority that has the answer and you have to figure out how to get people to trust you. And when our ecosystem is spread as wide as it is, you know, you we have the, the struggle of saying we are good as a whole. And because you are coming looking for this one very niche answer or feature in this very niche side of the HR world, which is massive, 
we've got that too. Um, and so we really had to, you know, the thing that I've, I've learned is it's like, we have to push out content that is authoritative and entertaining because there's a lot of really bad authoritative content, you know, content out there. And it has to fit within our ecosystem. So in some cases, we just kind of run it like a really small media company where it's like, okay, today the deliverable is a newsletter. Okay, today the deliverable is a LinkedIn post that's going to reference a blog post that we pushed out last week quietly. Um, and we haven't started videos yet at this new company under the new brand, um, but that's coming up soon. And so, yeah, it's it, the thing that we've learned is it's like, we have to, as you would say, like delight our, our customers and our prospects because everyone's watching. And even though they may never, they may never work with us, we want them to learn something from us. We want to become synonymous with learning because all of the queries on Google, all the search, you know, all the keywords, they're, they're very informational. People are looking for information and we want to be that source of information. And we've hit it with a video, a blog post and, and what have you. Um, so I, I find that fascinating. Are you, um, you know, TikTok and YouTube shorts have uh, become major players in search for some uh, some lanes. Mm -hmm. Is HR, are those types of uh, search queries potentially um, happening in TikTok and YouTube as well? Have y'all gone that route? So with TikTok, video, would TikTok, you consider no. it? We, I, I say, you know, do what you can do well. Um, and so mm -hmm. I don't personally use TikTok and learning it, um, yeah. to market to it is, is it's like kryptonite. It's not going to work. I know right out of the gate, it's not going to work. Um, I don't know how to create content for the TikTok user. Cause I am myself not a TikTok user and sure. no one else on the team has the bandwidth to help me strategize that. So our channels are, you know, SEO, right? Organic search. Um, it's uh youtube it's linkedin and then we're actually getting involved more in like events and webinars now which has its own kind of like separate thing i'm learning um there's yeah i mean i am at the mercy of the expert and i have a little bit of experience you know being one of these like hr consultants and i understand the seasons in which people are looking for answers and that you know dictates what kind of content we put out this is so mundane but this is important like right now it's the end of the year and so it's open enrollment season and so all of these companies are going through this massive effort for their benefits department to get their people health care that is such an it's a huge undertaking so many things can go wrong and so what we do is we just make sure that like we push out an article that's like here's our tips Here's a free checklist to make sure that you don't miss a thing. Oh, here's a new feature that you may want to enable. And again, this is like, this is not the stuff that gets me excited, but seeing people interact with that content and respond to it and that drives more business, that's the part that gets me excited, right? Um, so again, like our, you know, the way we have marketing structured, it's like very attuned with sales. They're, they're not totally siloed. We're absolutely working together to, you know, to get these deals done. And um, I love what you said about how this, how this feels like it, 
it's good to be a generalist. Sometimes I feel like people think that that's a bad word, generalist. But in our in our um, in marketing, you kind of need to be one to understand how all the pieces work together, right? Mm-hmm. It's not a bad word. It's 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 important. Um, this is one of the things that we would always tell our students in the boot camp. Um, sometimes we we would hear, you know, I'm not interested in this part, or maybe this is part isn't for me. But you you need to be able to speak the language and know all how all the pieces work together. Um, Daniel, very often, um, I think when we first started working together, you know, I, I he's like, oh, this is design. You go do that. I'm like, no, I need your input. You have really good feedback, and he does. I always produce a better design when Daniel's involved, and I feel like that, you know, we have learned how to balance that with each other. Um, so Taylor, my question is, is when you do, um, when you are uh, working with um, maybe TikTok, that's just an example. I know you're not on TikTok, but maybe an uh, aspect of um, your job where you don't feel like you're the, you know, the expert, um, how, how do you go about that? Like, how do you, how do you learn more about that topic and how do you put yourself in uh, the role where you can address that um yeah no that's a great question because again you know hr terms warning like whether it's benefits or payroll or compensation or um you know performance review stuff you know these are all kind of like or learning or recruiting like whatever it is like i'm not going to know one tenth as much as our experts know and so you know the relationships are hugely important because I do as much internal marketing as I do external marketing um, in terms of contributing to company culture of trying to, you know, find the narrative through line to all these people who are experts in different fields and then leveraging their knowledge um, to uh, get us good content. You know, like that involves having our experts do a first pass writing a blog post because I don't know the technicalities of what they do. But I do know them as a person and I get to, you know, we get to have that working relationship where we build this trust. And then I have to take that, what I learned from that relationship, what I learned, you know, can can pull out of their brains, what they're putting out on paper and then take it to another part of my team. That's like, does this make sense? Because I can publish it, but it doesn't mean it's right. And the last thing that we want to do is not look like the experts that we are. And that is, you know, that's, that's, that's not the same process every single time. So the relationships are hugely important because while I might be the best one to format the blog post and do the right SEO and do all that kind of stuff, the last thing we want is for somebody to click our website that's at the top search result and the information be wrong or be so obvious that it makes us look like clowns. So there's a certain level of integrity that we want out of the content and I am often not the person that gets to be the judge of, of if it's good or not. So I really rely on, it's not even a marketing team. I mean, this is, I rely on experts and cross-reference with other experts. And then I have to use my best judgment to say, this looks good. They say it's accurate. Also, does it delight? You know, is, it inter- is there any element of entertainment? Is someone going to read this and hate their job more or can we add a little bit of a human element put in a little bit of our brand voice and maybe that is the little seed that we plant as far as building a relationship with them in the future that can turn into a a sales opportunity 
that's I think, great. I think so some what, of the, sorry, I was just going to say, I think some <laughs> of the best content that we can put out there right now that's educational lean, but leans towards entertainment is the edutainment kind of category. Um, none of us want to be bored. We're so fixated on instant gratification now that when we're reading a, an article that's dry, we really feel it. And I think that if you can provide that modicum of entertainment, um, then it doesn't feel like you're working, even though you are working. You know, you're you're improving, you're learning, you're growing, but you're also kind of having fun with it. And uh, if we can provide that in any meaningful way with the material that we put together, I think it's a huge win. You know, I, I think that that's, that's a, a major win on many, many levels. Plus, building it is usually a little bit more fun, too. You know, yeah. if you get to have a giggle, it's like, thank goodness we had fun today at work. Well, and, and it's a hard line to ride. You know, the, the marketer's nightmare is when they say, all right, well, the demographic is everybody. Like that doesn't, that doesn't help. Um, but that is kind of what we serve. We can be, our demographic can be anybody from like, this is their first job out of college and they're an analyst in their mid twenties, or this could be, you know, a 63 year old, um, chief people officer that's been doing HR longer than I've been alive. Right. And so we have right. to really find that line of like speaking from authority, um, not having so much fun that we don't get taken seriously, but having that extra little it factor that we can inject into mm -hmm. content, into design, into accessibility um, of our services, of, of anything. Um, and for me, that that that's kind of how I like to think about how do we approach pain points? You know, like the pain points in some of these HR things, I mean, they the language is so neutral that it is awful. Right. And it's just it's like stab your eye. Right. This is this is so uninteresting. And it's like, well, let's talk to the human element of this. Like this thing makes your hard, job harder and you don't your job is already hard enough. Even when it's going well, you know, X, Y, Z, here's how we improve this one part for you. Um, and so we have to be careful because we have a huge age range um, in our in our demographic. But um, also. uh we, our team is so great. Like the, the experts that we work with, they're so great. And I want the world to know that, right? That's the whole goal. I want them to know how great our team is. I want them to know that our team is not just good at what they do, but they're a pleasure to work with. And so while we never write something from like an author's first person perspective, we do have to have a brand voice that has a little bit of youth to it, a little bit of fun, a little bit of, we'll say some of the quiet parts loud. Um, and then also like, we're going to provide you some insights that you walk away learning something, whether you ever talk to us again or not. Yeah. Um, this so, is all, this. Yeah, go ahead, Trisha. Go ahead. I was just going to say, this is what, man, this is the, the, these are the tough things with marketing, right? This, this whole puzzle that we're putting together, this is, that's so hard, but also so much fun. This is what I love about marketing. And um, yeah, I, I'm just, just thinking about how it all works together. Daniel, what was going to say? Yeah, I was just going to say, Taylor, our, our time is about up. 
uh, and I wanted to give you a quick opportunity, if you wouldn't mind, to give that golden nugget little piece of advice to whoever you want to speak to um, that somebody maybe in your shoes looking to do a thing or what have you. Um, what's the one actionable item uh, that you you have some experience with that you might be able to shed some light on? I don't want to get too kumbaya because that doesn't help any. Um, as far as like, if you're, if you're planning on making, you know, major moves, um, there's a lot of ways to go about that. And I would say like, don't burn bridges ever is, is a big one. Um, but all right, two, two, two parts growing up, um, you know, I'm, I'm the youngest of three boys. We were, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot that's a uh, ripe for, for bringing trouble home and, and going out in the world and, and getting into trouble. Um, and the one thing my dad always said is like before he never, he never, you know, laid down ground rules or any of this stuff. We were just, we would, as we walked out the door, he would just say, son, wisdom, that's it. Like just whatever you're about to go and do out in the world, where whoever it is you're hanging out with, just have wisdom. So whatever move you're looking for, like change is so exciting and so, yeah, it, it can be revolutionary, right? Change is a good thing. Um, but just have wisdom with how you go about doing that um, and, and take the high road. The second part to that, that's maybe less kumbaya, um, is to just stay curious and be a lifelong learner. Um, I love learning, whether it's going to YouTube University and figuring out how to work on a car or build a clubhouse for my kids or learning digital marketing or whatever. Um, for me, you know, I don't know if marketing is the ultimate end for me. I think that marketing is another quiver, another arrow in, in my quiver. Um, in the same way that I've leveraged my previous career to get me here. Um, I think marketing is an amazing skill set. And I'm so pro generalist because I think, you know, I think it's if, if you have the mind for it and if you have the appetite for it, like be a generalist because you need to know enough as a leader to keep other people accountable and also build an expectation um, in a way that you can also nurture them in their specialty, right? That's the biggest thing. So be a lifelong learner, learn as much as you can. If you want to specialize, do it, go for it. If you want to be a generalist because you get really bored doing one thing all the time, like me, do it, you know, just, just build up your skill set enough so that you're like, it's like laying rows of bricks, just a little bit at a time, you know, and eventually you've built something, something pretty amazing within yourself. Well, I think, you and know, you can be uh, a generalist, but specialize in certain things, course. right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I often, I often refer to myself as a specialized generalist, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but which may, may not be, be completely accurate, but, um, you know, if you're not the owner of, of, uh, an organization, but you want to get one of the top spaces in that place, you're going to be the general manager and it's not called general manager because you're, you only know one thing. Yeah. Um, um so I, I think, 
you know, that, that really resonates. You, you need to know a lot, whether you enjoy doing it all, whether you even actually do it all. Um, you, you need to be comfortable and competent in all of those different spaces. And, Taylor, and it's yes. been great. Yeah. I was going to say, and, Go and be willing to be wrong too. Right. And own yes. that. Oh, learn. Yeah. I'm wrong. I'm wrong every day. Like um, I've learned how to be wrong very gracefully. Um, <laughs> and that has, that is a, that is a gift, right? <laughs> we give each other. All right. Yes. If I'm going to, I'm going to really swing for the fences and be wrong here. Like we're going to, we're going to learn how to learn from that, you know, um, in, right. in every facet. Right. Yeah. And Taylor, I just wanted to add um, to the kubaya that something I see that you really bring to the table is positivity. You're positive. I think that's very important. Just to go into to, um, situations with a positive attitude thinking, maybe I don't know a lot about this topic, but I am going to give it my best shot. I'm, shot. I'm going to learn something here. Um, it's going to make me uh, better at my job. It's going to it's going to create all these opportunities for me for myself. I think positivity is a really important um, aspect. And I think that you have that. I appreciate that. I would love yeah. to work with you someday. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, Taylor, yeah. being mindful of your time, I know you've got a hard stop coming up. We will want to thank you from the bottom of both of our hearts for joining us today and staying in our lives and keeping us updated. And uh, we are always here to answer any of your questions if we have answers. Uh, and equally, um, being a professional in your own right, I hope that you will always be there if we have questions for you. <laughs> no, thank you guys so much. And, you know, I value I value not just what you know, but but who you two are. And um, thanks thank for, uh, yeah, thanks for passing it Thanks forward. for tuning in to the We Rock DM awesome. podcast. Thanks, Taylor. We hope you found our discussions on digital marketing and web design and development helpful and informative. Don't forget to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast to stay up to date on the latest trends and strategies in the world of online business. We'll see you in the next episode of We Rock DM, where we make kick-ass stuff kick-ass.